Welcome to the Gymnastics Mindset Academy podcast, where we develop happy, healthy gymnasts who know how to win. Let's get started. Welcome everybody to another Lessons with Leah. This is Stacy Fletcher and I'm here with Leah Clapper and we are talking through the mindset of a collegiate athlete and uh, getting some mindset tips, but also doing some mindset coaching. So Leah, catch us up on where you are in the process. Um, just to let everybody else know, I got to actually go and watch a Gators meet in person for the first time. It was so much fun. Um, so they were amazing and did awesome. But tell me, tell me what's going on. Yes, last Friday night was so much fun. We as a team had an amazing meet and it was just overall a very high energy night. And, you know, wipe your smile off your face during a meet when things are going well. So it was a great night and I'm excited for our next travel meet this weekend. Where are you guys headed to next? We are headed to Arkansas on Thursday. And okay. as far as my personal journey, I know that the past couple of weeks, we've been talking a little bit about dealing with minor injuries and coming back from setbacks and dealing with the disappointment of when things don't go your way and they're going differently than you had hoped or envisioned and how to get back on track without letting yourself spiral into all of the negatives. And this past week, I did not get to compete yet, but it was a new experience for me so far this season. So last week in the gym, I was doing full routines again. Hallelujah. That was the first full week where I was able to do my routines. And I feel like I'm back to full gymnastics now, which is really exciting. But I did have a couple of weeks off. So I knew that if I wanted to have a, even a chance at making the lineup, I was really going to need to show that I was ready. And put in the numbers and the consistency that I needed to put in for the coaches to even feel like maybe I could be an option. And I don't think I was too successful at that. I was fine. I had decent days. I made most of my routines and I had some uncharacteristic mistakes. And one day on beam especially was a bit rough. I kept making the same mistakes again and again. and. Uh, I wasn't in my head too much about it. It was just like one of those bad days that yeah. I knew if I was a coach, I wouldn't have put me in the lineup. And so on Friday night, I got to warm up at the meet, which was good a little bit. Getting back into the swing of the meet format and moving on that equipment and the new scenery, you know, first meet out, it's always a little bit different. And it almost felt like it was a first meet out for me, since I had been a little bit of a different role the past couple of weeks. And so while my teammates were competing beam, I was watching them and really happy for them because they all did awesome. But I had I finally had that burning in my heart that was like, I am physically capable of being out there. And I want to be out there. I know what it feels like to nail a routine. And it's been too long since I've done that at a meet since last nationals. So I had that like burning desire. I want to be back out there. And that was instantly motivating, but also it's not a good feeling in the moment. It's like a, no. a good and a bad. It's frustrating, but it's also invigorating in a way. Yeah. So this week we talked a lot about elevate our confidence. That's our little phrase that our team has decided for the week. And that resonated with me a lot because I know in order to get back out there and compete and make the lineups, I need to elevate my own confidence and show that off to my coaches and to the world. Yeah. I know that when I finally get to compete again, I want to do it well. And I want to be ready and confident and sharp and exquisite and all of the things that I can be, not just going through the motions. So it was my goal this week, and I'm, we still have more practice, so continuing it on. But 
to bring a little bit more of that edge back into my gymnastics instead of just being like, yay, I'm doing routines again. All right, when's my time to shine? Just sitting back and waiting. I know I need to fight for it and really show that I want it and show that I can do it and I need to be consistent and have perfection, not perfection, definitely not perfection every time, but show excellence on a regular basis. (laughs) Yesterday was a really good day for that. I stepped up to the challenge of doing a cold set at practice. So no warming up, just right away go. And I nailed my beam routine for the Love it. And then I nailed everything else. I didn't wobble the whole day, which was great. And it felt like a good step in the right direction. Yeah. So what, it's always helpful. Remember that Every So if we look at the thought model from Brooke Castillo, every action we take always comes from an emotion. And then that emotion always is derived from a feeling sometimes they're or from a thought. Sometimes they're unconscious thoughts. So we're not always sure what they are, but it's always helpful to like be a detective and try to figure out what those were so that we can replicate more of the ones that help us and we can understand the ones that aren't. So last week when you were on beam, and you weren't making what you wanted to make, what do you think was the feeling that was driving, like what, what specifically happened? What's the, what's the neutral fact? Like what's the, you said you made uncharacteristic mistakes. What was the mistake? Falling on my series. Okay. Falling on your series. One spring back layout, back layout. On which one? Second, third? Well, the, the last one. The last one. Okay. So we fall on the, on the second layout. Um, we just want to be like as neutral and factual as possible, right? So yeah. what was the feeling that we think cr- created that? Well, let's go with this. What was the action that led to you falling, if you can guess? Well, I wa- I know what it was. It was because when I was stepping in for my second layout, I was letting my hips turn to the side and it was making me go crooked. And yeah. I had that correction for my coach and I could feel it. That's what I was doing, but I was just having trouble fixing it. I even on the floor, like I went, I took a step back after I'd fallen on a couple and went down to the floor and did some drills, but I was still doing the same thing wrong on the floor. And it was just one of those days that it's like, what is going on? What, like, why can't I do this? I can do this every other day. And I just felt like my body wasn't working with me and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. It turns out that my like hip alignment was off. And whenever that happens to me, that's like a pattern. I usually go to the right side. So I, not to make an excuse, but that was a tangible thing that I went to see the trainer. We like did some things to put my hip alignment back in place. And the next day it was better. The problem with that is, okay, what if that happens out of me? And it has before, and I need to be able to deal with it. Instead of just, you know, making the excuse that, oh, like my body's a little torqued. I can't make it today. And then letting myself believe that, oh, I just can't do it today. Type of thoughts instead of, um, you know. Do you think that's maybe the thought that you were having? Like, oh, I just can't do it today? I think at the beginning. Yeah. I was, I made my first one. That was also a cold set day and it went well. And then the pressure was off because when you, our assignment was cold set routine. If you nail it, you have two more routines. If you stick it, you have three more. And if you miss, you have five. So I went up there, I nailed my cold set. I was feeling pretty good about it, but then I didn't make another series for the rest of the day. And I had to kind of give up on the assignment because my abs were starting to get really sore from doing so many and failing at it. And so at the beginning I was like, oh all right, let me fix this. Let me try again. And then every time that I tried again and it didn't work, I was like more into the, can I really do this today? And the hopes started going down. Yeah, I wanted to push through at the beginning and I was, I was trying my, I gave it my all the whole day. There became a point where I was like, all right, like my old coach always used to say, you're beating a dead horse. You just got to come back tomorrow. And <laughs> yes. So I talked to my coach and we came up with some drills. And then I was like, I'm going to do those drills. 
I'm going to be ready to attack on Thursday. Yeah, and I did. Thursday was a much better day. Yeah. Um, well, and so here's what it reminds me of, because what was happening wasn't that you were having a emotion that was creating actions that you weren't wanting to take. You were taking the same actions, but because your body was a little off, those actions were giving you a different result, right? Yeah. And thus different emotions. So it's almost the reverse. Well, then it, yeah, then it, then it circles back around. Then that result becomes your circumstance. And now your circumstance was, I fell, which created a different emotion and different, and then that went there. But going to the first part where you were doing the actions the same way you always do them when you make it, it reminds me so much of gymnasts. And this is for all of you listening that when they go to a a meet and the equipment is different. And so they do the skill the same way they're used to doing it, but the bar doesn't give the same way or the board doesn't give the same way. And so then they immediately are like, I, I, I just coached a, one of my level tens on this. She's like, I, I just felt like I was incapable of doing the vault because the board was so dead. And so we like talked through what does that look like to actually adjust on the fly knowing that you actually are going to have to change your actions a little bit to get that result when the circumstance has changed a little bit. So I feel like this is a little bit the same and maybe it's something we could work through of if this ever happened in a meet. So like if this ever happened in a meet and you feel like, oh, my hips are off, um, what might be the things that you could do to shift and still make those even though it's different than how you're used to doing them. Right. And it's all about adapting. I think. Yeah. Like how would you adapt? Like what actions would you take to adapt to that? Um, it's happened before. Yeah. And sometimes I can figure it out. And sometimes it's like, I, I think about a specific thing, like arching more using my arms, like keywords, going back to those basic tools that we all have that sometimes we forget about whether that's visualizing a good one or you thinking about your keywords, mental choreography type of stuff. One thing that works a lot for me is taking a deep breath and saying, it's just your arms. All you got to focus on is your arms or just jump and bringing it down into a base. Let me say it this Um, way. What if you like, you had gone to the trainer after the first, like you messed up one. Yeah. You went to the trainer and they're like, oh, your hips are off. And you're like, oh, and they're like, but well, we don't have a t- We can't fix it right now. So you're just going to have to adjust in the skill, knowing that the problem is your hips are off. What would you, what do you think you would change in order to adjust for that that day? Well, yeah, that's when I go back to the. So you would adjust your arms? And adapt. And I don't know if I would to like jump, try to jump to the left, but usually it is. There is time, maybe not between warm up turns. So what happens if that happens like during our quick warm up turns? There's not enough time, but usually there's enough time to like do a quick fix before I compete or okay. while we're warming up another event. So the thing would be to go and try to fix the problem. But if it's more of an a, equipment thing that can't be changed, I find what has helped me in some situations because oh my gosh there's been a lot of those where it just feels like this isn't working out but it's me so you have to figure it out exactly thinking getting in your own head is usually a recipe for disaster yes and right at the beginning talking to a coach or a teammate in a cold way not freaking out like oh my god I, I don't think I can do this today. This is going wrong. It's more like, all right, this feels off. What can I do to fix it? Do you have any suggestions for me? Or is there a correction you can give me so we can figure this out? Or what are your thoughts about this? Yeah. And your coaches and your teammates are 99% of the time there to support you. And wow. I'm really sorry if they're not for some reason. Yeah. But you can work through it together. It doesn't have to be something that is automatically going to be a disastrous frustration. And one example of that that I can think about is bars. A lot of times we go to meet and the bars are more bouncy or more stiff than I'm used to. And just asking, like, 
if if it's something that they can change by loosening the rails, like that's a five second conversation. But if it's something that, you know, that's as loose as they go, they're stuck in the ground, then how can how can I adjust my gymnastics to fix that? Maybe that's, you know, pushing your shoulders more over the bar on your handstand or whatever it might be. Yeah. Usually somebody else from a different perspective will have a suggestion. And I find that's really helpful. And that's something that I did working through the series problem last week, asking my coach. And usually when something like that happens, when I fall on five or six in a row, that's time for tears or time for trying to go to the bathroom and get myself together and come back out and do it better, praying that it's going to go well and getting in your head like, oh my gosh, this is done, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But it was calm. It was fine. I didn't have a good day, but it didn't affect the rest of my week. It didn't affect the rest of my practice because I was calm about it. So it was a little frustrating, but you know, just I love that perspective because that is such a different action to take. Like when you kind of are like not getting a skill that you have, you know, so it's different when it's like, I never can do this skill, but when it's a skill that you have and all of a sudden something's gone wrong, gymnasts always assume something's wrong with me. I'm doing something wrong. I'm something's wrong with me, you know, like more meaning more like my ability to just like be a good gymnast. And so then that creates tears and frustrations and all of that, right? But instead, what you did was like, okay, how can I get help? Like, this isn't working, so how can I get help? And like that change of thought completely changed the trajectory, right? You went and got help from the trainer. You got help from your coach. You did some drills. Instead of kind of going into like self-pity, something's wrong with me. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to make the lineup. Oh, no, I've ruined all my chances. And that's where I see so many gymnasts go. That when we go into that, like that party of like something's wrong, instead of being able to say, okay, I'm not doing this well today. So how can I get help in order to do it better? Yeah. You know? And sometimes you do have to figure things out on your own. Yeah. But a lot of times you can lean on the people that are there to support yeah. you and, or you can support other people. Like oftentimes when I'm in my head, cheering for other people helps me a ton. Yeah. And pushing my efforts to help a teammate out and support them. I don't know what it does, but it's magic. And yeah. usually it flips the switch on the action. Because it shifts your emotions and then you t- you're always taking action out of your emotion. So if you can shift yeah. your emotions, whether it's what you're thinking about or just literally putting yourself into a different emotion, then you can, then you'll start feeling differently and then taking those new actions. Totally. Sure. So I, I love couple, that. A couple other things that I think of that I think help me have a great day yesterday yeah so let's move into that part like how do we then shift it to having a great day oftentimes it's easy to focus on oh I had a bad day why did this happen but I had a good day yesterday or people have good days all the time but we never think about what we did to make it a good day and we all want more good days so it makes sense for us to think about how we cultivated that and so what was the that, like, result that you had? So we're saying good day, but let's get specific. What was the result that you had yesterday that you loved and that you want to replicate? That I just felt on. I was okay. in a flow on beam specifically. The other events didn't go quite as well, but we're focusing on beam right now, I suppose. I didn't wobble on anything I nailed all my stuff I stuck a bunch of dismounts and I felt present the whole time I wasn't Mm. thinking ahead the whole assignment I was focused on one action at a time and one routine at a time and I had a smile on my face the whole time it was a fun day and it was very successful yeah and I want practice to go like that again tomorrow yeah So so let's dissect it. So your result was that you nailed everything on beam. 
and the actions that you took to get that result where you stayed present in the moment. You took one action at a time, one skill at a time, one routine at a time. Uh, you smiled. I did. Like you literally change your brain chemistry when you smile, right? Helps yeah. shift you into that. So even so you smiled probably as a result, but also you can smile ahead of time to create that, right? Yeah. What and else do you think I, that you did? I supported my teammates supported as teammates. well. One of my teammates came over to Beam and she was like, oh my gosh, it's cold set day. I hate not being able to warm up. And she had this worried look. And I've been there before. I I mean, even five minutes before, I was like, oh my God, it's cold set day. But for some reason, I just was ready to attack it. And I was like, you got this. You know your skills. We're going to do this together. We got it. Like, let's go. And just like a quick little, hey, you got this. We both are going to do really well at this. Let's do it together. And I cheered for another one of my teammates who showed her routine right before me and she did awesome. And all three of us that were on beam at the same time, we had fabulous days and we were just kind of supporting each other through it. I also thought about successes instead of failures. One thing that my team talked about before we started season with Doc Widman, he came in and did some mindset stuff with us. And he talked a lot about looking at your highlight reels. And when you're feeling in a slump, going back and watching old videos of when you did accomplishments that you're really proud of, or when something went well, just look at your old stuff or think about it. And I felt that last week, I forgot that I've done some amazing things at competitions. I've nailed routines under really high pressure situations. I've made pretty much all of my collegiate beam routines and gotten several 9975s. I've gotten one 10 these are all big things that right now I'm like, am I capable of doing that? Mm-hmm. But of course I am. I've done it before. Yes. And thinking about those things as well as on a smaller scale, yesterday before I went to Beam and I saw that we had cold sets, I tried to think about the last times that I nailed the cold set and knocked it out of the park instead of all the times that maybe I didn't do so well at that assignment, but I knew I'd done it before. And so let's do it again today. And that gave me a little boost of, I got this. And then the other thing that was a tool that I'm going to take forward with me and I've used in the past is Jenny, our coach came over to us before we started the assignment and said, all right, today I want you to choose some affirmation and say it to yourself or to somebody else before you mount the beam for your cold set. And that's something that I do at meets. I go over to our manager and I tell her I'm strong. I'm confident. I'm a beautiful beam worker. I am consistent. I'm powerful. It's just another routine and I've got this or some variation of those affirmations. Those are ones that really set me in the mood for a competing a beam routine. And and that's just a little tactic I like to do, and it helps me believe it. I know we've talked about, you know, not necessarily faking emotions you don't feel, but saying those things really does help me. So I said that to a manager, and I came up with a new one before I mounted the beam. Usually I take a deep breath, and I say, I got this, as I exhale. A long exhale with, I got this. which provides definitely confidence but I wanted to pair it with something that gives me the mood that I need for the beam routine because I got this that's a little bit of a confidence booster but it's not giving me a cue of what I need to do to actually got to actually get it yeah and I've been thinking recently that 
being smooth helps me. So like thinking about just arms, like I said before, helps me. And also being powerful, like that jumping part of the series. But that goes for every skill in my routine. I find I need to be smooth with it. So like just the rhythm, making it nice. I know exactly what it means in my body when I say it in my brain. And same thing with powerful. I'm going after it with conviction, not being tentative, but having that power. But they seem to be opposites. But for me, putting them together, that's a perfect combination for me. And so I decided that I wanted to say smooth power while I mounted the beam. And I tried it and it went well. So I think something like that I'm going to bring forward. I said it for the rest of the routines, like just smooth power. And that was a cue that helped me out. That's perfect. I love that. What do you think is the, so here were some of your thoughts. Like I've made these, of course, I'm, I've got this. Um, You thought about your successes. You were looking at your highlight reel. You were um, choosing affirmations. You were thinking smooth power. What emotion did all of those different thoughts generate for you? I felt pretty calm and confident. Yeah. Which is good. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't mount the beam every time thinking, I know this is going to be perfect. You know, there's still those little doubts. Like I was still feeling a little bit uncertain about things. Yeah. And I just think that the recipe that those tools that I happened to use yesterday, I know it sounds like a lot. But no, and it's actually it's so fun because we actually teach a version of this in our program, and I'll I'll go over it real quick in a minute. So I love that you're bringing this up. It's it's perfect. Awesome. Well, I don't think that you have to be consciously thinking about those things every day, and it's guaranteed to work. Of course, it's not guaranteed to work every time, but like when it helps, why not bring in what yeah. you, what you know can help you with your mindset a little bit. And some days are so much harder than others. Some days you got to pull out all the stops and really try really hard to make things work. Well, other days it's just natural and you feel like I'm just having another day and it's going awesome. Yeah. But I would say my emotions yesterday were more to the, if there was a spectrum with completely doubtful. I don't think I can do this today To I know I've got this confident side. Mm-hmm. They were slightly past the middle of confident and that's all I need. Yes. I nailed all my routines with that just slightly past the middle. And I think slightly worse than the middle. That's, you know, when things start pulling to the other side and going down. Um, so I think that's important to remember that you don't have to feel 100 hundred percent ready 100 percent of the time it's just like a little more than average and you're probably going to do amazing things yeah I love it so we we call them and emotions where you have your your emotion that might be producing a more negative vibe in your body and then an emotion that would be producing a really positive vibe about in your body and you can have them you can hold them both at the same time and then your brain is like a flashlight it can really only look at one or at one at a time so what happens a lot of times is like you said you start looking at oh all the times that I missed or the failed so you're thinking about both you're like I've done this lots and I failed at this lots and then you like look at the the negative vibe and instead kind of going like, I can hold both emotions in my body, but I'm going to put the flashlight of my brain onto that positive vibe that is going to create the actions that I want. Yeah. And I love that. So I love the reminding that we can have both. And um, so what we call, what we talk about is, is develop. And I think coming back to, I can't remember if we've said that this is a thing that we want to. Okay. So we we're examining what you did to, to recreate being able to do it again and again and again this week, because the ultimate result that you want is to make the lineup next weekend yeah. or this coming weekend. Right. Yeah. yeah. And to do that, soon like possible. Yeah. And it, as soon as possible this weekend, even it would be our goal. That would be the result that we want. That'd be the result we're like working hard for. Right. And so to do that, um, I think 
you said some of this to me like before we started recording, but I'm just going to repeat them really quick that you just want to be ready. You want to be exquisite. You want to be sharp. You want to nail every routine and you want to show excellence on a regular basis, not perfection, but excellence on a regular basis all week. And so what we were doing was examining how did you create that result once this week so that we can create it again and again and again. And one of the things that we talk about is creating this neat mindset routine. And so the, the, the elements of a meat mindset routine are what emotion do you want to feel going into your routine? So what thought are you going to think to create that emotion? What affirmation are you going to tell yourself that will help you do that? And then using your mental choreography keywords throughout the routine. And if you practice that, so I love how you've kind of put a flip on this for me, because what we teach is if you practice that every single time you're doing a routine in practice, then by the time you get to a meet, it will become normal for your brain. Because it's really hard to put it into practice in a meet yeah. when you're feeling all of the extra things if you haven't practiced doing it a lot outside of a meet. Right. But I think for you, one of the reverse engineers that we can do is using the exact same process that you would use to nail it in a meet every practice this week. Yeah. Every turn, every time that you go up, knowing that may not mean perfection, but if we're going in and we are focusing our brain on the emotions that are creating the vibrations in your body that push you forward, that give you energy, that create that smooth power. Yeah. Then you're, you always take action out of your emotion. So those actions are going to, are going to, you know, do. And if something happens, like your hips go out a little bit and a circumstance changes, but you can still kind of reverse engineer that emotion. Like, okay, what would I do if I was in a meet and this happened? I would go and I would fix it between and I wouldn't freak out about it. I would be ready to like, you know, and all those same things. So I Mm -hmm. love how we've, we've done this because I think you can really take this and go like, how can I do this? every day this week. So my thought for you would be, you had a lot of natural motivation and energy today or yesterday. This is yesterday's practice. That was yesterday's practice. I'm feeling pretty energized and motivated today too. Yeah. What do we do to create this on a day that, so, so, you know, last night for some reason I had insomnia. I could not sleep. I was up for four hours I asked Leah, like, can we push this back a little? Cause I like am not coherent yet. And some days that happens, right? Some days you don't get enough sleep. Some days you, your stomach doesn't feel good. Then you can't, you didn't get enough food or someday, you know, like some days you had a bad test grade and you're going into practice, not feeling as good. Some days circumstances come in that make it a little harder to get into that space. So mm-hmm. what would you do even this week to get back into that space every single practice. Yeah, I think all you can do is the best that you can do at any given moment. Yeah. And that's a great question. But first, I do want to react to a couple of other things that you said. What you were talking about with cultivating the same routines in a compete as practice reminded me of a quote that I love and it has special memories associated with it because my teammate Ellie Lazari told me to compete like practice, practice like competition. Yes. Maybe it's vice versa. Practice like you compete, compete like you practice. She told me that right before I competed bars at an elite qualifier that I needed a really high score to qualify. And I did that bar routine. I made it for the first time ever in practice or competition (laughs) and got the exact score I needed to qualify as an elite. And that's one of my proudest moments of my life, honestly. But little does everybody else know is that I had the worst warm up ever. I think I cast over three times, missed like a bunch of blinds. I didn't even warm up half my skills. And it was a surprise to me and everybody else that was in the group that I actually made my routine. But she told me that before I went and it's always stuck with me. And I think that's, you know, the pinnacle of sports is when you can perform the same at 
a competition or in a pressure situation as you do in practice on those good days. And that's always what we're striving for and striving to be normal. It's not, you don't have to go out there, do anything different than you normally do in practice, just your gymnastics and trying to make it as normal as possible. It sounds so simple, but we all know it's so hard. And that's constantly what we're talking about on our team all the time. It's just normal. And then the other thing that I wanted to say related to making the lineup being my goal. And that is 100% an externally motivated goal. No, I shouldn't say that. It's very intrinsic motivation that I want to do that. But that's an external outcome that I don't have 100% control over. Yes. I know there are a lot of factors that go into that. And it depends on my coach's decisions and where everybody else on my team is at as well, because we've got 17 people on our team and most everybody is fabulous at beam. And it's a competitive to get put in the lineup, but I know what I can have the most control over is showing up every day and giving it my all and striving for that excellence on a regular basis. And when I can do that, I'm going to be proud of myself. And that's what matters because when I accomplish that, that excellence on a consistent basis, showing that I'm ready to go, I'm going to feel ready and confident and excited to compete. And whether my coach puts me in the lineup or not, that's out of my hands. But if I can do that well, she's going to have no choice to but to put me in the lineup because I'm doing so well. And that's what I'm striving for. Yeah. Not- and things like that are so interesting because they're both completely out of our control and totally in our control at the same time, right? It's that like, yes, it is someone else's decision, but also we can create a circumstance that gives them a thought that, of course, they're going to put us in the lineup, right? Yeah. And sometimes we can't, sometimes, like you said, is, you know, we've done the best of our ability and other people have um, done even better. And then we are excited because our team is super strong. But I know a lot of gymnasts listening today aren't necessarily in the situation where Leah is at of having to make a lineup every week, but you are in a situation of wanting to make a college team. You are in a situation of, of having dreams of the Olympics and dreams of making the national team. And so one of the things that I think is missed is the, like, we always talk about, and I always talk about like, you know, performing like you practice, being able to go out and compete like you practice. But I think what you're bringing up here is a, is a key ingredient. And that's also practicing like you perform, like practicing, like you want to compete. And so, because for you, making the lineup is the hardest part, right? Like when you're in a competitive team like you're in, making the lineup is is the hardest part. Once you've made the lineup, like you're golden, right? If you're in the lineup, you're most likely very ready. Yeah, yeah. And so figuring out this idea of how do I show up every day and practice and give that extra edge, give that extra oomph as if I am out on the floor, the lights are shining, the arena is cheering, and I am going to be doing that beam routine today, right now in this moment in in competition and being able to bring that edge to your workout. Now, there's a level of mental energy that we can't keep up. Like a four-hour practice, keeping that kind of edge every day would be quite difficult. So you have to manage your expectations in like what you're able to bring to that, but bringing it at the key moments in practice, when you need to show a routine, when you're doing a cold set, when you're, you know, hitting those things, being able to put yourself back in that same mindset, I think is, is part of the key to this idea of like making the lineup, making a team, um, is, is not just bringing the energy of, being able to compete like you practice, but it's being able to practice like you want to compete. Yeah. And it's not going to be perfect every day. And I know that we all know that probably 
one out of four days are going to be awesome. One out of four days are going to be horrible. Another two are going to be kind of medium. But what can we do to elevate each of those circumstances just a little bit? And for me, something that I've been focusing on a lot is being present. Yes. I tend to get ahead of myself a lot. Like we'll be warming up running the first thing at practice and I'll be thinking about beam or I'll be thinking about the bar routines I need to do or I'm thinking about it like three hours before practice while I'm watching my lecture for class and I'm thinking about oh I need to have a good day at practice today yeah like that's a lot of extra stress. It's so much easier when you just be present. It's something I struggle with so badly. But sometimes at practice, we're running. I'm like, we're just running, just running now. And then when we're stretching, we're just stretching. This is all I need to focus on. It's just the stretching, not looking ahead to the next thing, but focusing where my feet are at the time. Yeah. And it just makes it so much easier. And you deal with things as they come along. And same thing during an event, like this is just a routine or just a kip or whatever it is. And then the next one, it's the same thing again. And you just keep moving forward until it's the end of practice. And you get to go home and eat a yummy meal and rest up and do it again the next day because it's just another practice. And then it's just another meet. And really celebrating the small wins along the way is so important and having fun. But when it feels overwhelming, trying to just focus on what I'm doing right now, I've definitely improved on that a little bit in the past month or so. Yes, I can tell. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And I think like wrapping up, um, it's just this like both and all the time. It's this when we can put ourselves in a place of expectation of things going well and feeling good and being in this, we, we say positive mindset, but it really is. It's the like focusing your brain on the things that cause those positive vibrations in your body, focusing your brain on those successes, focusing your brain on that. Of course, even the like even though like, well, it's not going to have a a perfect day every day, but like, why not? Like, let's just expect, of course, today is going to be an amazing day in practice. And when it's not, it's okay too. Like being able to be in the, like in the both and where we're not like everything has to be perfect. And we've talked so much about this is like, when you say something to yourself, it only matters how it feels inside your body. When you tell yourself at practice, I've got this and you don't believe it. And your brain is like, no, you don't. That's not helpful. But when you're like in the moment, you're like, I've got this. And you totally believe it. It's so helpful. And so continuing to focus your brain on thoughts that actually create those positive feelings in your body is going to be what gives you the results. And it's not about feeling positive all the time. We're going to feel negative. There is negative moments in life and in gymnastics and we can feel those and those are fine and we've got all the tools that we need to deal with them but the more we can put ourselves in a place where we not expect like in a like it has to be but expect in a like of course it's going to be yeah a good day a good practice a good set a good you know all of that so I love what you said I I know like I was coaching another girl who was talking about well, the one that I said had a, like the board was hard on her vault. So then at the next meet, even though she like vaults spectacularly, like she's an amazing vault. She fell at the second meet. And when we kind of like really finally figured out why it was like, well, I fell at the first meet. So I'm going to fall again. Instead of being able to like focus her brain on the fact that she has a, like people's jaw drop about her vault. Like she has an amazing vault. And instead of being focused on like, I am a natural vaulter. I am powerful. I've got an amazing vault. Vault is so easy for me. All her brain could go to is the negative. And so like when we can move our, when we can allow the negative to be there, allow the doubts to be there, but then refocus is when we're going to have success. So. Totally. I love that. And I just thought of something that oftentimes I do this and I'm sure I'm not the only one. 
really nothing is happening at the moment, but we turn it into a negative, something that's not a big deal. We turn it into it's horrible and it's going to go badly and start worrying about all the things when really nothing has gone wrong yet. Yeah. When instead we could just leave it at nothing or turn maybe it's too hard to turn nothing into a positive but like we can just leave it neutral and just see what happens and move forward but it's sometimes rare when nothing's going on and then we're like it's gonna be awesome like and elevating it to that next level and starting an upward spiral of thoughts and you know I think you're superhuman if you can do that a good majority of the time but like what about focusing on leaving nothing at nothing or turning it into a positive, not just automatically going into negative? Um, Got to overcome some negativity bias there, but yeah. Well, I was, I've been doing some new learning and new coaching techniques and stuff. And one of the things we were uh, learning about, and I've, I've kind of talked about this, but it put it into new words for me, which is, you know, our primary brain, our, our, um, lizard brain, our, our unconscious brain, and then our prefrontal cortex, our human brain, our evolved brain, our conscious brain, they don't actually know how to talk to each other. Like they actually speak different languages. And so learning how to talk to, and so it's your unconscious brain that its job is to protect you. Its job is your survival. And so the reason it has that negativity bias is because it's constantly looking for what are all the things that could kill me? What are all the things that could go wrong? That's its job. It's, Its job is to be the radar and to constantly be like, what's out there that could go wrong? And so one of the things that we have to learn to do is like, understand that it's speaking that language because that's it's just it's like it's like it's a it has a position for the government that's supposed to like look out and see all the threats and that's all that its job is to do like yeah but just because it sees one doesn't mean that it's actually threatening and so it's actually asking us so the Mm -hmm. unconscious brain is asking the conscious brain well, what if this bad thing happens? And when we can answer it and we can be like, well, then this, and then it's like, oh, okay, you've got this. We're, we're safe. Well, what if this, well, then this, oh, okay. And so instead what happens all the time is we like let our conscious brain do the talking and our, or sorry, let our unconscious brain do the talking and our conscious brain listens and then is like, oh, okay, that's how it is. But instead what we need to do is the opposite is like, our conscious brain is just the worry ward. And yeah. so we have to take our conscious brain and be like, no, 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 we're okay. And listen to our conscious brain because our conscious brain actually knows what's going on. But we just do the opposite. When it tells us all these catastrophe things that could happen, we're like, oh, it must know something that I don't yeah. know. But it doesn't. It's just doing its job of bringing up what could be wrong. Yeah. And like switching that instead of being the like, the conscious brain is the listener and the reactor and the unconscious brain is the director. We just want to switch it. Yeah. We can train our conscious brains to be less gullible yes. and more influencing a voice of reason. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And one of the best language to the unconscious brain is specifics. So you're, you, you coming back to this idea of thinking about very specific moments in time where you've had those successes before, Yeah, that is the language of the unconscious brain. The unconscious brain can't think of like principles and overall things. It can only think of specifics in the present. So when your conscious brain can speak, when you can speak to that unconscious brain in a way of like, no, remember we nailed it then. And so we're going to nail it now. It's like, oh, okay. Cause it it can speak that language. So anyway, super interesting. We'll talk more about it. I'm sure as we go, but I love it. Such a great, such a great episode. Thank you for sharing so much, um, about what you're learning in this. And I hope this helps you just like have an amazing week. Totally. Thank you. I think this has been my favorite episode so far. I feel like we talked about a ton of different things and I hope that you know, listeners can at least pick one or two things that maybe have resonated a little bit more than the rest. And hopefully it makes 
some positive changes in yeah. people's um yeah speaking of that we would love to hear your comments of like things that yeah. you've learned from it how it's helped you so please uh leave us those comments leave those reviews uh we would really love to hear the feedback from you um, we also have a Q&A feature on there. So you're welcome to put down at the bottom of the podcast any questions that you have that you want Leah to cover, or you want me to cover um, in future episodes. So amazing. Yes. If this has helped you, I think the number one thing that if you feel the need to return the favor, you can leave us a review and take yeah. 30 seconds to tell us how how this has impacted you because, oh, I can't wait to read them. And that would be, you know, super heartwarming if, you know, you've gotten something out of this and like, we'd love to know. So yes, please leave a review, ask a question. I know that's a lot of, of things you can possibly do, but the other way that you can reach us, if you want to have a more personal message um, instead of dropping a review feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'm at Leah Clapper and I do my best to answer everybody's questions um, and respond to the DMs that I get. So feel yeah. free to reach me there. Same for well. us too. We're at gym.mindset.academy and you can DM us anytime. We're always happy to help. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone says that gymnastics is 80% mental, but most gymnasts spend very little time training their brain. You've seen it a thousand times where a gymnast can do her skills physically, but her fear and doubt are holding her back. Or she does amazing routines in practice, but her nerves get the best of her in competition. We would love to help your gymnast have productive practices and confident competitions. We know they need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created short, effective lessons and coaching that fit between practice and the rest of life. We have courses and coaching programs for individual gymnasts and gymnastics teams that are based on proven behavioral science you can be confident in and results that speak for themselves. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your gymnast success, their mind. Check us out at gymnasticsmindsetacademy.com.